Hello, Colts fans, and welcome back to the Indie Sports One Mini Podcast. This is episode five, and I'm Tyler, and today I'm joined by Marcus from Colts Talk. If you have not listened to our previous episodes, we've introduced him there. He's not going to be a one-time guest. He's actually part of the Indie Sports One Podcast team, so we're very happy to have him on there. You can follow him on Twitter at Colts Talk YT, and you can follow him on YouTube as well at Colts Talk YT. And is there anything else you want to add to that? Now, just a pleasure to be here, and let's talk some Colts news. Let's do it. So, we added a running back today. The Colts have claimed running back Deontay Foreman off of waivers after he was released uh, yesterday by the Houston Texans. And we all know if you add a player, another player has to go. So, in a corresponding move to the Foreman signing, the Colts released running back Keith Ford, who they signed last week, and who I thought did a decent job during this past week of training camp. A little bit of background on Deontay Foreman. Uh, he's a Texas Longhorn product who in 2016 rushed for 2,028 yards in 323 rushing attempts and racked up 15 touchdowns, which all of those three categories he led the Big 12 in. The numbers stood out to many, including the Houston Texans who drafted him in the third round three years ago. He had a decent start to his 2017 season. Uh, He wound up touring his Achilles, though, after scoring the game-winning touchdown versus the Cardinals in Week 11. His recovery process cut into last season where he missed the first nine weeks on the physically unable to perform list. He would return in Week 10, and that was really the only game he played during the regular season in which he finished with negative one rushing yards. So I hate to brag, but uh, Marcus, you and I, uh, we have more rushing yards than him last year. Absolutely. <laughs> but, however, he did beat us in receiving yards, and he caught two passes for 28 yards and a touchdown. He, I think, had three rushes in the playoff game where they played the Colts last year. Uh, just limited snaps. I think he only ended up, ended up with, like, seven yards or something. But, Marcus, I wanted to hear your opinions on Deontay Foreman and uh, the signing. Uh, yeah, man. Um, the signing for Deontay Foreman is actually a decent signing, in my opinion. It just adds more running back core to the running back power we already have. And he is a power back. So, I mean, the last time he played us was in 2017. He played us the first meeting, but he didn't really do it that good. But from the looks of it, he shows type of flash of power and brute against that defense that we gave them. Uh, we wind up winning that game. But he is 23 years old. He's still young. Uh, us taking a chance on him will probably get him to straighten up his act. Uh, he did have some off-field issues, um, but he is young. Once again, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of young young players in the NFL that always gets in trouble, but he is one of those players. But them giving up on Dante Foreman, I mean, the, I'm mentioning the Texans. You know, there was a Houston press that came out and said that Foreman's career is over after they released him, which I thought was surprising. But in the back of my head, I said, you know what? The Colts could go out and get him and keep him in a division, and I feel like he can bounce back from this release and actually be a better product. Um, in my opinion, he might come off as a third-string running back, uh, but he still has to fight for his spot, and I feel like in the preseason he will probably make some noise. Yeah, and I'm glad that you pointed out his kind of off-the-field issues. When the Texans sent out the release, or that they were releasing him yesterday, in the release they stated that they basically got rid of him because of his poor work habits and that he has some growing up to do. And on top of that, today I also heard some rumors that he's developed some poor eating habits. But I'm not sure how true those are because Aaron Wilson of the Houston Chronicles reported earlier this offseason that the progress for Foreman has made 
uh, since last year, recovering from the ACL injury. He's back healthy is and is in the best shape of his life this past spring and now the summer. So once again, not too sure about the validity of those eating habits, but it definitely sounds like Foreman is fully healthy and he does have some, you know, poor habits, but I think a change in scenery, especially in Indy, will be the best thing that happens for his career because in my personal unbiased opinion, I think the Texans head coach, Bill O'Brien, is not, he's, I don't think he's a very good coach. Uh, he most likely would have been fired last year had we beaten them in week three before they went on their winning streak. And not only that, but their front office is such a mess too. They don't even have a head GM. They're doing like a collaborative effort GM. I don't even know how that works. And they really have failed to address the glaring need with their offensive line. So I think him coming to Indy, getting behind a dominant line like we have, uh, will make all the difference for him. And I know his agent agrees as well because his agent, right when he got released yesterday, says, you know, we all get the points in life where we need a fresh start, and that makes the biggest difference. He said he still believes in Deontay, and he thinks he can be a special player in the NFL. Another thing I wanted to add, and I feel like I keep going back to his poor work habits, but it'll be interesting to see how Foreman and our running back coach, Tom Rathman, connect uh, once he gets out there at training camp. For those that know Rathman, you know, he's a very vocal and pushing coach. Uh, he'll demand max effort out of Foreman as he does with all his running backs, but it'll be interesting to see how that relationship pans out uh, with his labeled poor work habits. And I know you kind of said he's in that third string role, Marcus, but uh, first off, do you see him making the team? And if so, you know, what role is he going to have? I absolutely do see him making the team. Um, I definitely can see him coming off the third string and taking Jordan Wilkins spot, even though I do like Jordan Wilkins, but, I just feel like Dante Foreman having experience in the field presence against the Texans and knowing their defense a little bit after practicing with them. Um, he's a little bit more powerful, so I feel like they'll actually go, they'll lean towards him more than Jonathan Wilkins. I mean, he won't be on the field a lot because of Hines and Max production, but I feel like he can actually get like a third, third down type of run against defenses, and I feel like he can put up a force. And I feel like that's why I think he'll make the team. Yeah, and I can see him making the team as well. The only the only thing that would stop him is Jonathan Williams. Uh, I guess you can call him the four-string running back right now. He's really battling out with Wilkins in that spot, and now we'll have to battle with Foreman. But during training camp the past you know, 10, 11 days, I, just about every day Williams has been making play after play. Williams, you know, he's not the biggest guy, but he's still kind of taking on that power back role. A lot of the plays they run with him are not the outside. They're usually like right up the gut. And he's done a good job bullying his way through the through the holes and through the defense. And he's also been able to catch the ball to the backfield. So Foreman, Wilkins, Williams, I think they're all they'll all be in competition for that final spot. And I, I think it's interesting that you kind of have him not necessarily as a lock, but you see him making the team because I've seen a lot and a lot of people kind of label him as a lock just from signing him today. And, you know, I wouldn't guarantee that spot because we've brought in numerous of running backs over the past week and they've been getting cut a week later. But Deontay Foreman is a much bigger name. Like you said, he's a power back. I think that would be I think he'd be a great fit in short yard situations, especially we know Mac hasn't been the healthiest running back over the past couple of years. So having someone like him if he's kind of in that 2017 gear or his college gear, uh, 
he could be he could be a really under the radar sneaky addition for the Colts. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm wait. I can't wait to see what happens. And like I said, the preseason will probably do the best out of this whole roster change and depth chart and battling of positions. I think this will prove it. Even though it's not really important to already people that has their spot, but for people like Foreman that's trying to fight for his position in the rotation, I think this will actually be a big deal. Agreed. So uh, that is going to wrap up episode five of the Esports One Mini Podcast. Just kind of a quick rundown on Deontay Foreman, how we view his role in the team, um, if we think we'll make the team, and just some background info on him. Maybe we'll see him out there on the practice field today uh, before they take the next couple days off in preparation for the Buffalo preseason game. But if not, we'll see him We'll see him the following week. And it'll be interesting to see how that 3-4 spot at running back ends up panning out. So once again, we want to thank Marcus for joining us. Uh, he's not just a one-time guest. He's part of the team. And I'll let you shout your stuff out before we finish. Yeah, man, always a pleasure of uh, joining the podcast. Uh, if you guys want to follow me on YouTube or Twitter, it's the same at mention. It is Colts Talk YT. I repeat, Colts Talk YT. Go ahead and look me up. I have videos dropping along with these guys. And, yeah, see you guys in the future. And that is all, Colts fans. You all have a great rest of your day.